Live from Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome. It's that time of the afternoon. We are tuned to none other than Madrasa on E. And this is, of course, the Hajj edition. I am your host, Yasmina Peterson, and I am going to be in your company up until 4 o'clock, inshallah, along with Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams, who will be doing the Hajj edition of Madrasa on E with us in studio. Sheikh, assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I trust you well, Sheikh. Alhamdulillah, shukran jazakra. Thanks for the concern. Alhamdulillah. Same to you. How are you and how's your health? I'm Alhamdulillah, Sheikh. Can't complain. No complaints at all. However, I just want to send out to the listener. You can send through or interact with us if you want to. And that's on the WhatsApp number as well as our SMS number 47913. If you have anything in which a Sheikh has been mentioned and you maybe want to get some clarity on what has been mentioned, in, mentioned inshallah, then you can go ahead and message us and interact with us. However, we are going to be doing a recap on zakah and hopefully also branching into fasting and hajj. However, Sheikh, I am now going to be leaving the ball in your court, inshallah, tafatul. Shukran. Thanks very, very much for that one. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Wahda wa salatu wa salamu ala madla nabiya ba'd. Rabbi sharuh li sadri wa yasid li amri. Wahal uqdatan min lisani yafqahu qawli. Allahumma alimna bima yamfa'una wa anfa'una bima alamtana. ورزقنا علما يا ذا الجلال والإكرام السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله thanks and praises due to Allah always and forever we cannot thank Allah enough may Allah grant us to be people of appreciation for the great favors that Allah has bestowed upon us Amin Amin يا رب العالمين then love and salam on our beloved Prophet Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم the last and final messenger of Allah so sent to guide us how to be decent human beings the best of them of this dunya and for those for the best of the year after Allahumma ja'alna minhum may Allah grant us to be amongst him Amin يا رب العالمين الحمد لله uh, um, just before we go into our recap, can we just make the opening to up? Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Adameen. Wal Aqibatu Lil Muttaqeen. Wal Jannatu Lil Muahideen. Wal Aoudwana Illa Ala Zalimeen. Wal Salatu Wal Salamu Ala Ashrafil Anbiya Iwal Mursaleen. Sayyidina Wa Mawlana Muhammadin Wa Ala Alihi Wa Ashabi Ajma'in. Rabbana Zidna Ilma Wurzukna Fahma. اللهم اجعلنا من الذين يستمعون القول فيتبعون أحسن اللهم أرنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه وأرنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه ولا تجعله ملتبسا علينا فنضل يا رب العالمين اللهم حبب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعسيان واجعلنا من الراشدين ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا فإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم إنك عفو كريم تحب العفو فاعفو أنا اللهم إنا نسألك رضاك والجنة ونعوذ بك من سخطك والنار يا عزيز يا غفار يا رب العالمين إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وأصحابه وبارك وسلم سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين As for our recap 
recapping what we did on last week Thursday, mashallah, alhamdulillah we, on last week Thursday we were dealt, dealt with the third pillar, remember we said to you Hajj is the fifth pillar of the five pillars of Islam and we need to understand Hajj in relationship with all the other pillars and we were looking through all those pillars but we, we took what we call the concept through that and see whether do we fulfill those concepts to be able to say that we now understand and we actually implement these pillars? For that is extremely important. We need to understand it and we need to implement it because there's no sense of having to go for hajj if you haven't prepared yourself in developing with the other pillars, which is a necessity in priority. The first pillar is priority, then the second pillar, then the third pillar, then the fourth pillar, and then and then only can you, when you have collectively compelled, completed the all four pillars, and understood and implemented the job low load of, uh, of the information and preparation for the fifth pillar, then is implementation implementation and necessity. So we were busy with the third pillar, which is called the pillar of zakah. Um, we, we came to identify the words of Allah in Surah Tawbah when Allah Ta'ala said to us in verse number 60 about who are those people that He deserves. We said when we look at zakah, it's extremely important that we recognize it all goes back to a subject matter called income. The fact that you and I need to have an income, that we need to work and that we need to achieve or uh, obtain, and how do we obtain, how do we use that, that those monies that comes or that wealth that comes to us, that is the core of zakah. It's the base of zakah. It's, it's something that we need to be able to look at. We need to also understand the fact that that which we have as income, it's not mine, it's not yours. You don't possess it. It's only been given to us. It comes from Allah and it belongs to Him. We are only being given it. You only hold to it and you've been given the right to be able to use and to distribute the earth, right? But it's never yours. You never ever possess that which is wealth. Wealth belongs to Allah and Allah remains in charge of it. You and I need to understand as Muslims, it never ever belongs to us. It always belongs to Allah. And it then depends on how under the under the command of Allah do we use the, the process of wealth. May Allah open the path. The other one, um, the objective of having to give up this is the issue of zakah is to allow us to have a heart, a heart to share, a heart to give. And as we've mentioned, Allah's words in the Holy Quran, You need to be able to share of that because of the wealth, the love for it. May Allah grant us to be able to have a love. But we understand in that love, we not only got to take for ourselves, the love must be part of sharing and giving to other people. Um, we also need to understand that there is a process of uh, a, re- a relationship with those people who I have in my life. And so there's those people who I call dependents and relatives. Now, dependents are those people who will always be dependent on me or, or, or has been given to me by my Lord as a means of dependence. Like, for instance, my mother, my father, my brother, my sister. My, 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 my partner, my, uh, my children, my offspring, those are all my dependents, right? But I might be given more dependents, such as uncles and aunts, which doesn't have anybody else, grandparents, which doesn't have anybody else, or it might be a shared responsibility independence. But they are my dependents. 
And so only if I have fulfilled my job to my dependents, then zakah becomes a necessity. Now some dependents or some relatives of mine become dependents, are nearer to me, they become part of the process of whatever they need uh, that I need to give to them. And there's others who are less in status, a distant relatives, to them I probably can give uh, uh, of zakah under the circumstances what I, I see them. The next one is the fact that we need to understand Zakah calls for us to recognize that there is the issue of needs and wants. And that you and I need to understand the needs, whatever we've acquired or achieved of wealth, then that wealth becomes us, we need to use it for needs. And after we use it for needs, whatever is left over then becomes a zakahable or that they've looked after the needs, the needs has been seen too. So it might be needs, might be my own needs, but they might be also people that are needs of mine, right? That I need to be able to see their needs and fulfill their needs. And only if I've seen to their needs, which is compelled by, I've compelled by it, like my mom and my dad, I'm compelled to see to their needs. I'm, I, every one of us are compelled by the needs of our parents, right? The needs of our parents, like the needs of our children, like the needs of your partner, is a need. Not your wife can tell you whether you can give to your mother or not. Your wife has got no say. Your wife, by necessity, must see that you fulfill the responsibility by Allah. For Allah has made your mother your responsibility. Your wife is a secondary responsibility. Your mom is a fundamental, basic primary responsibility forever will she be your responsibility your wife comes in afterwards so the wife must be able to see that she supports your primary your primary responsibility and your primary needs is being seen to first right that's the duty of the wife i'm saying this because many times today the husband is doing the work and the wife is wanting to able to control and want to say what can be given to your mom and to your dad these are primary your wife must become muslim and she must be able to as a muslim have a muslim mindset given by allah and his rasul how she must see that your mother becomes before she even eats or drinks or before she takes or she wants she must never wish or want unless you've given to your mom your mom and your dad these are primary matters as part of needs identifying what is needs and how to see those needs and then recognize that for zakah we mustn't spend wastefully on once and then say i cannot give zakah because then we don't have melno protect so these are all fundamental basic issues that needs to be seen to in the issue of Zakah and may Allah grant us to be as an ummah developed that these things becomes developed in us and that we if one day we wish to be able to perform the Hajj that these things must all be in place in the manner and the way we hope to be able to see that we fulfilled all these fundamental issues so that the objective of reaching to the level of Hajj becomes a norm and a natural thing, something that we have strived for. Like Allah says, what has wadu see that you prepare yourselves? It's a process. It does. It's not a moment. It's not a de- 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 when it ha- just when I have the money or when I have that I want to or they they can g- they give me accreditation. Like oh no no, it all is a process that I develop over the years of my Islam. That has brought us to the end of the issue of zakah or the zakah level. So we've dealt with the first pillar, the kalima shahada. We've dealt with the second pillar, as salah.
We've dealt with the third pillar now, looking through all those pillars from the side of concepts. We've identified that the first pillar speaks about a short-term project process, which means things that I must do continuously every day. I must work at it. I must see I develop it. So it's short-term. Um, so the Salah was short-term. The Kalima uh, Shada uh, was short-term. Salah was short-term. And zakah then became what we call medium term that we developed from the onwards, mashallah. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. The voice there of Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams giving us a recap on zakah and also branching into after this, inshallah, will be a fasting as well as the hajj. You've heard Sheikh doing a recap on zakah and now, inshallah, we are branching into fasting as well as hajj, getting into the core of the program, inshallah. Sheikh, from now, tafadol. Shukran, but that's one of Yasmina. Alhamdulillah, as indicated that we've dealt with the, 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 the other uh, pillars of Islam prior. We're just looking at the overall concepts at the ease of these pillars so that we can actually look at the big picture when it comes to Hajj inshallah and we understand and implement that big picture and actually get ourselves focused to be able to fulfill it to the best of our abilities inshallah. Um, in the uh, pillar of, of, of fasting, most probably one wants to be able to bring our minds to the, the subject matter of what Allah says in Surah number 2. Remember Surah, surah Baqarah, Allah mentioned there five ayat on verse 183 onwards. Uh, you and I do know that Alhamdulillah we've just completed the month of fasting. And, and the, the subject matter of the purpose or the objective for fasting, as Allah states it in the Holy Quran, is la'allakum tattakun, it's all about the taqwa. It, that, that purpose must be understood and we must be able to see that that purpose becomes meaningful. Uh, uh, some of the scholars say to us, it's all about know yourself. Where am I and where do I need to be? Know myself. Uh, where am I? Where am I now? Then, whilst fasting or the month of Ramadan. And where am I supposed to be as a Muslim? No, not where am I in, 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 in place. As a Muslim, where am I? As a Muslim in the sight of Allah, where am I? For if I cannot identify where I am, I might never be able to move to, move to where I need to be. It starts off with where I, knowing where I am, and it's also about always in Islam, for all of us knowing where am I supposed to be? What am I supposed to live by? What is the standard given to me? And if I don't know where I am in that standard, I might never get to fulfill that standard. And this is such an important factor. May Allah grant us all to develop to come to that. And um, as, as we've said, the concept of fasting speaks about a tremendous amount of things. When we speak about the concept of fasting, then we look at the process of having to identify the process of um, my strengths, my weaknesses, identifying them. Now, do I have the ability to identify my strengths or am I of those people who says, no, I am perfect. But I don't know my strengths. I'm not prepared to identify them, to recognize them, and clearly identify them whether they of what standard are those strengths. And at the same time, do I identify my own weaknesses? Am I prepared to admit to them, blame nobody else but myself? 
and then see because the purpose for identifying my strengths is to say how can I use these strengths to even become better to serve myself to serve my cause and to serve the cause of being there for the benefit of others how can I use those strengths or are they just there for me to boast and to brag all about to think that I am better or to think that I, I, I am and I don't need to worry those strengths is not mine was given to me. I, many a time I didn't even work for them. Some of them I had to work for, yes. But when they become a strength, I need to identify them as a strength of mine. And I need to know for what purpose I was given this opportunity. For on my own, I could not have made them a strength if it was not for that permission given to me by Allah to make me a strong person. Similarly with my weaknesses. I Allah wants me to identify it as part of my fasting of the month of Ramadan and I must be able to use these them to improve and to qualify matter for my life and for my akhirah but also how can I use those strengths to overcome the weaknesses the shortcomings of others at the same time my weaknesses of the purpose for me identifying them is to come to I to know them recognize at what level are they in the in weakness and how can I overcome them? What can I do or what do I need to do to overcome those weaknesses, those shortcomings, those faults, those errors that I have? And how can I manage to change them from weaknesses to strengths of mine? Ya Rabb, may Allah grant all of us to come to understand. This is what Allah refers to, لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّكُونَ Right? Um, Scholar says to us, it's all about control mechanisms. The control of your tongue, the control of your emotions. The control. Remember the hadith of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. مَن لَمْ يَدَعْكَوْ لَزُّورُ وَالْعَمَلَ بِهِ فَلَيْسَ لِلَّهِ حَاجَةٌ أَيَّدَعَ طَعَامَهُ وَشَرَابَهُ If you don't yet have the control of your tongue, your control of your emotions, your control of who you are and what you need to be, if you don't have the sense of control mechanisms in place, then you don't need to fast, says the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, by abstaining from eating and drinking. You don't really need to do that. Because the objective of fasting is not, the objective is not staying away from eating and drinking. The objective is to develop you, to come from who you are, to develop and to grow and to improve in the quality that you need to be as a good human, a good Muslim. To serve the cause of Allah in this dunya and for our akhirah. Ya Rabb. May Allah grant us to be able to grow to those levels, inshaAllah. The other aspect the scholars are saying to us, it's all about care, compassion, share, considering other people. Now these little aspect that we speak about many a times, of the fact that you and I find the pains and the pang of the poverty of the poor person. But that doesn't mean we are poor. No, we are excessively rich. Just the very fact that I'm Muslim, this is the fact I've been favored with so many favors. How much am I prepared to share those favors? Do I have a sense of of caring? Do I have compassion? Do I want to share? And am I considering other people? Ya Rabbi, may Allah grant us all that to become a reality. Then Islam, in, in, in fasting, it speaks about the individual. The individual in his domestic life, the individual in his social life, the individual in his businesses that he does. Or his acquisitions to be able to acquire 
knowledge and insight and understanding all that is part of the individual but that is also a part of myself as a family member in my family and how do we develop within this family with all those things the same within this community how do we as a family or a, an individual make up the community to be able to be this Muslim community to develop and grow and be of benefit for ourselves and for others and as the last but not least one is the fact that this we must always consider the sense of our development within and take the responsibility of this ummah so each and every one of us is a representative of this ummah and we are the ummah and we need to help and to have that sense of consideration of see how can we develop ourselves and how we can develop and have the concern for the soul ummah may Allah open the path and that makes us Muslims in the words of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam unless we care for the rest of the Muslim ummah we cannot claim to be able to be a people that believe neither can we claim a people to have to enter Jannah may Allah protect us and grant us to be those who are worthy of belief and those who are worthy of having to enter Allah's Jannah being set free from the fire of Jahannam Amin, Amin, Ya Rabbil Alameen that collectively makes up what we say the issue of where we need to be able to look at evaluation or stock taking of ourselves so that we can see successes we can identify strengths and weaknesses and we can actually develop with those strengths furthermore now when we speak about um, stock taking the reason for stock taking is to identify what is the positive products that I have in my business so that I can make more value and earn much more through them and what is the weak uh, weak uh, uh, commodities and that is not so good so that I next time don't buy a lot of them and I take in a lot of them so I can use my profit margins can grow and I can develop and I don't, don't take a load of unnecessary things with me in business that's a stock taking but precisely that in interpretation in human life is what taqwa is all about precisely that is what the month of Ramadan wants to make of us precisely that makes us an ummah that's meaningful a family that's wonderful an individual that can be of benefit to myself and to others may Allah open the path and grant us to be able to see all those things and grant us to develop as as, as, as Muslims within in every time we fast for the sake of Allah in accordance with Allah and his soul last but not least under the issue of fasting I want to just mention again remember we spoke in the month uh, we spoke about uh, the kalimah shahada and we said that the short term we then said salah is equally short term because there are all things that needs to be done immediately on the spot every time but then this issue of medium term the medium term issue was was an issue of zakah because zakah only happens after a period of time after you've achieved and acquired and then after acquiring and achieving that you take that whatever is left behind that lives with you for a period of one full year that you need to give something towards zakah but zakah only becomes a necessity upon you after your needs has been seen too and all those who are your need so all those who your need has been seen to been taken one side then comes the zakah issue as a medium term process in our life but Allah tell once that medium term of the zakah comes the process of fasting we saw that what this is also another medium term matter that Allah wants us to recognize we need to look at our holistic life our holistic purpose 
on a continuous basis every year that we have a f- the means to be able to identify this Ramadan must become meaningful in my in every aspect of my life for year for now and for the year after and every year is supposed to develop and to grow and the levels of development and growth and strength and positivities and productivity needs to come through the process of as it goes from year to year. So we do not move forward and then move backwards again. We move forward and if we've taken gone over a hurdle, we move on to the other hurdles to be able to see that we develop and develop and we build up strength and prosperity as we go along to benefit ourselves and benefit others for our dunya, our qabr and our akhirah. And so we've looked at the medium term in, in zakah and we also see medium term in fasting so when we look at the whole picture we see short term salah uh, short term karima shahada short term salah medium term fasting zakah and medium term fasting so we've now seen the mid short term and the medium terms may Allah open the path that we may be able to move on from the was and inshallah I mean, Sheikh is going to be doing a recap as to where Sheikh stopped just before the ad break, inshallah. Do know that you can send through any questions that you're not so clear about or why we want clarity on what she has been mentioning so far. That is on our WhatsApp number as well as our SMS number. The SMS number, of course, 47913. And the WhatsApp, which you already know by now, is 072-238-0712. Sheikh Tafatong. Shukran for that moment, Yasmina. Alhamdulillah, just before the break, we ended off with the processes of understanding fasting through its concepts and the things that actually in, 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 uh, uh, encompasses that we need to see that there is. And I just want to mention last but not least the issue of the fact that Dao deals with the individual, the family, the community and the ummah. And in every one of them, we need to look at our domestic processes, we need to look at our social issues, and we need to look at our business and the acquisitions that we need to acquire certain things in life um, through all those levels of individual, family, community, and ummah. May Allah grant us to be aware of those people who can actually do a thorough check through that, do an assessment in there. So if we can assess those things, we can see whether they become meaningful and we can work to be able to acquire better as we go along. Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. And that brings us to the end of the issue of the, the fasting as a medium term. We now go over to the, that is obviously fasting as a concept in its pillar. We now go to the last pillar, the pillar of Hajj. Uh, we look through the issue of the, the what we call the process of Hajj as a, uh, a concept in its pillar. Allah deals with this in Surah Surah Baqarah, Surah, surah uh, um, number 2, verse 196, up to 203. These verses that Allah speaks to us there that we need to look at. But Allah also speaks to us in Surah number 3, verse 97, there where Allah tells us about the compuls- compulsory factor about fasting and that we owe the subject matter to Allah. Now, you and I need to understand Allah says In the Arabic language When we look at the way Allah presents This compulsory factor Like for in matter Allah Salah was written against the, 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 the believers right? So it's a, a written factor Meaning it's a fart against us Allah says to us Where the facts are fasting 
Allah says, Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu kutiba alaykum usiyam. Fasting has been written against you, right? It was written against you, means with a recorded factor against you, decreed by us against you, right? In the way Allah deals with the, with the fasting, Allah says, وَلِلَّهِ عَلَى النَّاسِ هِجُّ الْبَيْتِ مَنِ اسْتَطَعَ إِلَيْهِ سَبِيلًا The words Allah says, وَلِلَّهِ Unto Allah belongs. عَلَى النَّاسِ Against humanity. هِجُّ الْبَيْتَ They need to go and perform the hajj at the Baytullah. Walillahi, in the in the if I have to interpret that into in its Arabic context for English understanding, then if I say Lillahi, li Ahmad, ala Muhammad, meaning I say Ahmad then owes Muhammad something as a necessity. You don't have an option. You must do it. It's something you owe that you possess of his, that he belongs to him, that you must give him. Right? If I say in Arabic, li alayka, for me, against you, meaning that you owe me. Uh, you owe me that. Now here Allah says, lillah unto Allah, which means everybody owe, everybody of the human race owe Allah the hajj. So the hajj is a fart that we all owe unto Allah. It's a necessity that we must go do. It's a necessity that we must strive for. It's a necessity that we must wish and want to fulfill. Not all of us has the capacity to do it equally at the same time, but the need for its knowledge and its preparation is a fart. Thus Allah says, وَلِلَّهِ عَلَى النَّاسِ the words has somewhat been misconstrued by the times when we were much younger. The words if I had to interpret it in the words of yesterday, when I was a kid, then the word now that is a misunderstanding, a total, must probably uh, a 3 to 5% understanding of the word, but the rest is not totally understood. The word manistata'a, also, so ever goes out there to be able to want to achieve, who strive to want to fulfill, that's what manistata'a means. Manistata are that person who understand that it's a duty on me and I want and I must wish to see that I fulfill that. So if the person it's not a, a matter of if I have the money I can go. No, no, no. So if you don't have the money, you don't need to go. No, 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 no. If you don't have the money yet. You need to be able to see that preparation is a necessity, it's a fart, the seeking of its knowledge, the implementation must be a norm for you to want to implement it. You do not know when Allah is going to grant you the rizq. And you must be able to use all the wealth that Allah has given you to be able to make for the intention to want to go, already do something to that. Even if you take a little, Allah might place barakah in that. And we've seen that. How many a very, very poor person who doesn't have much has put money aside and Allah's granted him. Because money he's put in the commitment, the dedication, the hard work. And all that is part of the fart. 
And so the acquiring of wealth is a portion thereof, but the acquiring of the knowledge, the acquiring of the skill, acquiring of the, the spirituality, uh, acquiring of the, the, the character that all needs to go into that, is all a fart that must be acquired. And that makes it up the manistata'a is not only to be able to seek the knowledge thereof or to have the, the money thereof, but to be able to understand and work to see that we want to fulfill this ibadah in the best possible manner. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. Very informative as well as very captivating. We were speaking about the, the process of understanding the words manistata'a ilayhi sabila as Allah says walillahi ala nasi hajjul bayti manistata'a ilayhi sabila and we said we did, there was an understanding that we had then when we were younger we came to realize that the seriousness of the such of the statement is not the misunderstanding that we had by saying to us manistata'a means no it is not it is only but a very very small part Manistata'a means those things that needs to be seen to as a necessity, as a fart. All those things becomes a necessity in preparation for the Hajj. May Allah grant us to understand. Allah wants to say those people who put in the commitment to want to fulfill, for them Allah will obtain Hajj and Hajj is fart upon them. Nay, it's upon fart, upon humanity as a whole. As Allah says, Walillahi ala nasi mankind. Oh Allah the Hajj. We owe it to Allah. It belongs to Allah and we by necessity have to each and every one of us. And most probably here it comes back to us just the reminder of this hadith of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when he says, if a person dies, if death comes upon any child or anybody and he did not make as a Muslim his intention to want to perform the hajj and the intention the scholar says is all those preparational work that needs to be done, those are the proof of the intention. The intention is not the moment you get into ihram, not that intention. The intention when because the preparation is a long-term process, it's not medium term, it's not short term, it's a long term process that starts from the very beginning of being, being Muslim and I need to as a long term process work towards it to see that I develop it all the time as a Muslim and it's all part of my preparation so I must have the wish and desire to want to see that I grow go for it so financial working to get financial strength is a necessity thereof developing my iman and my taqwa to be able to fulfill hajj is a necessity be able to see that my spiritual development and desire is there that my moral makeup that my character my behavior is of quality knowing how to deal with the international ummah understanding that i am going to be a person a drop in the ocean of humanity in, in front of allah and i need to look at myself as a muslim as the best of muslim to represent islam for my own people where i come from these are all the makeup of and so that i strive to make my hajj the best and strive for having to obtain a hajj magbool and mabroor as a necessity. These things make up the processes of that manzistata'a ilayhi sabila. Thus the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, if a person meets up with death and did not make the intention to fulfill the hajj, meaning he did not work at those things in preparing himself with an intention to perform a hajj one day, then he will be given the opportunity to die as anything, Christian, Jew, Hindu, Buddhist, atheist, or any other. But he may not die. At the moment of death, Malak will not give him the right to choose to die as a Muslim. Ya Rab, Ya Rab.
is more serious than what I say. If the, enough it is to give sh- sh- uh, shivers down our throat, uh, uh, shivers down our spine to be able to realize the seriousness. This is the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, the Nabi of mercy, whom Allah has commanded he must say that he comes from the Lord of mercy to say that a person can die as any other. May Allah protect us. This realize how serious this matter is. It's not a superficial walk in the walk in the park on a tour, going to have a visit. No, it's not. It's an ibadah of a serious nature. Unfortunately, we hope to be able to bring to you the understanding that furthermore, how serious this matter is and how Allah wants us to be able to make us do the very, very best in this, inshallah. According to the scholars, if we look at the, 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 the concepts of Hajj, it's all about meeting our Lord in this world very much as if we're going to meet Allah in the year after. Now, do you remember? It's an invitation from Allah. Allah invites and Allah invites us and you and I cannot perform the Hajj unless we've been invited number one and number two when the invitation comes that you and I remember we can only fulfill it with Allah's help Allah takes us there Allah serves us there Allah gives us and Allah gives us of many of his favors right so we're going to meet our Lord and the objective is not going to meet the Kaaba but going to meet Allah Allah invites us to the Kaaba to get our connection with Allah strong there. And we meet with our Lord in this world as if we're going to meet Him Yawmal Qiyamah. As if we meet Allah, we're going to meet Him Yawmal Qiyamah. We feel the necessary spiritual meeting, spiritual development of wanting to go to meet with Allah. So, we need to know what to do to get into Allah's company and how to deal with Allah and how to act in the presence of Allah and fulfill whatever must be done, right? And we obviously go there with the intention to be able to fulfill that invitation. That invitation comes from Allah. We become then the guest of Allah. Allah is the host and Allah is prepared. And then the scholar says, very much as if it is a preparation to return to Allah. The Hajj in this dunya, it's very much as if it is, I'm going to die, I'm going to get into my ihram, I'm going to say farewell to everybody of my family and my friends, I'm, uh, nobody and nothing is much more important, it's now my return, my individual act, so this is part of my ibadah. The scholar says furthermore, it's all about a separation from, uh, from all the worldly issues, or all the worldly world relationships, with the only relationship that I need to have, and that is with Allah Ta'ala. Excellent. We were speaking about the fact that, according to the scholars, it's all about a, uh, one of the concepts of, it, of, of the Hajj is about a separation from all worldly matter and all worldly relations to be able to build a strong relationship with ourselves and our Lord Allah Ta'ala. Um, the other aspect that they indicate to us, it is about focus for the greatest form of ibadah that man is going to go on. Now, one is going to do an ibadah that you've never ever done before, and we've said in the words of the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam, al-hajju marra, hajj needs to be performed once only. So the amount of preparation for this is extensive, it is great, it's a lot. Um, and the person needs to be focused to be able to see that he doesn't get disturbed. We also allow us to understand that a guarantee that you will be forgiven is a fact. It's a guaranteed fact and nobody can take that away from you. You will be forgiven and every sin of yours is going to be forgiven. 
No, you are not going to be too weak or too swelled. Every sin of yours is going to be forgiven, but you need to be able to know that that is not the objective of Hajj. The objective is to be able to work and strive that you obtain a Hajj that is the best, which is known as Hajj Magbul, that is an accepted Hajj, and Mabrur, that's worked for the, you've worked to the highest level in commitment to further and better the relationship between you and Allah through this ibadah, right? which means the highest and the greatest form of ibadah that you're going to do, you can expect that the trial levels is going to be high, and you cannot blame and cry and call, say, no, not I. Every trial and challenge that you're going to go through, you need to be able to be strong enough to keep that link with Allah and realize it doesn't happen without trials and tribulations. This is Allah, we're definitely going to put you through trials and tribulations in your daily life. That is ordinary. What then if we put you through a process where you're not going to go for your PhD degree in Ibadah so you can understand if you must want and you want to work for Hajj Magbul and Mabrur, you need to recognize it's not going to be the easiest thing under the sun. May Allah make it easy. May Allah grant successes and grant you to be able to obtain it. But it's not going to be without challenges. You must be open-minded that the challenges is going to give you the level of commitment, the level of support, the level of being focused, the level of between the ibadah, and that level of wanting to attain and obtain Hajj Magbun and Hajj Mabrur. May Allah grant it to all who judge, inshaAllah. Um, the scholars also say to us it, it's also a meeting place and a meeting moment in the life of man where Allah invites the rest of the Muslim ummah from the international ummah. Now it's going to be yours as an individual, as a drop in the ocean, each and every one that goes for Hajj, to be representative of the of his ummah where he comes from to the international ummah. To be able to recognize these favors that they get. Then, last but not least, the scholar says to us it's sharing and being steadfast and being to, to share that sense of uh, strengths that we have and showing support to others in recognizing in this international ummah. Allah wants you to come to recognize the strength that you have and say how fortunate you are in comparison to the international world. But to also want to be able to be of assistance to them when you see their weaknesses and to help them to overcome and to give that sense of support and to be able to be there as what we call the United Nations in front of Allah. May Allah grant us to recognize how fortunate we are. And that we in actual fact can work towards re-establishing the truth of Hajj in those processes that Allah has given to us and that Allah wants us to be able to work towards. That we can become the true righteous Muslim Ummah that we ought to be. We are not there. We are very, very far. But may Allah grant us to recognize. So our interaction with the international world, I need to be able to want to be a person to show positivity, to give them a positive message of, of where I come from, to allow them to understand that Islam is powerful and mighty, mighty where I come from, that in me and my people we show positivity and we, we strive continuously to bring the best of Islam forth. And 
I also are cognizant of the fact and when I see the faults of others, I assist and help and I guide and I do not think bad or I never speak ill of another who judge. I have the worry and concern that that which Allah gives me exposure to, I, rem- I have the knowledge and the understanding, I zip my mouth, I zip my heart and I realize I've been exposed where Allah wants to see what do I do? Am I ready to want to be able to insult or ridicule others? Or am I ready to want to be of support and help? As a, a member of the Ummah of Islam, they are my brothers and sisters, no matter where they come from. I rub soldiers with them. I feel proud that they can walk onto my toes or eat my, from my back. They don't mean it because they have the same intention as me around the, the, the house, the Kaaba. They have the good intentions. They only have positive things in the heart and I think positive of each and every one of them I never think bad of one of them I don't say but the Nigerians and but the the, the Turks and but this because if I say that about them the natural law is they must speak ill when they see my shortcomings would I want that? May Allah grant us insight and understanding they are my best I've been offered to be amongst the best of Allah, for Allah has selected the best to be on Hajj in my time. And I must have the heart to be able to ready when I see weaknesses, know and find means and ways and how, because I've been given the exposure to be able to help and to assist and to be of benefit to others. May Allah grant us the understanding of this great ibadah, that we fulfill it to the best of our ability, and that our hujaj all goes and strive to be able to obtain, giving a message of positivity from where they come from, to be able to obtain and benefit so much from what they can get from others, and bring the positivity back to us as a community, and to be able to make us a ummah, who's going to be vibrant and effective and of value to ourselves and to others. Wa sallallahu alayhi wa Muhammad. And that brings us to the end of the process of the last pillar in concepts. And when I speak about the last pillar in concept, I want to remind myself and yourself, it's all about the last pillar deals with a long-term process, which means the short term was this kalima shahada, salah, Medium term was zakah and fasting, and long term is the hajj. Thus, it's only to be done once in our lifetime. So we need to be able to work for it and see that we attain and obtain and benefit through that. May Allah grant our people to able to grant to those levels, inshallah. That brings us to an end of what we call the concepts of this ibadah and may Allah grant us to be able to see that the concepts develop within our people and they actually realize the seriousness of these concepts and that in actual fact the year by we now take them over to the next level where we're looking at what I would call Hajj in the Holy Quran. How does Allah deal with the subject matter? We're going to look through that and how see how do we need to understand when Allah speaks about the subject matter? Um, Insha'Allah. We've got a few more minutes left, so I'm going to go on to the subject matter of Hajj in the Holy Quran and allow me to touch with the first verse in Surah uh, uh, that I want to mention to you in Surah Baqarah, Surah number 2, verse 196. Allah tells us, Allah tells us, Allah says, وَأَتِمُّ الْحَجَّ وَالْعُمْرَةَ لِلَّهِ فَإِنْ أُحْسِرْتُمْ فَمَسْتَيْسَرَ مِنَ الْهَدِي 
that is that verse, as we've heard it, was not, not a short verse, but it's a bit of a lengthy verse. So we're going to see how far can I go with having to complete this, or just touch on it, inshallah. But initially I would want to say to you, as the verse that Allah starts off with, Allah says, Allah says, وَأَتِمُّ الْحَجَّ وَالْعُمْرَةَ لِلَّهِ Now in the Islamic ruling in the law of Allah Ta'ala is, the word atamma yutimi is when you start with something, you need to get to, from the moment of start to the moment of departure, or the moment of ending. So you need to fulfill the whole thing, which means you cannot start and then break the matter off. Atamma yutimu means to complete something. When you start, when Allah says, it is the matter of hajj and umrah. Wa'atimmul hajjah. See that when you start the hajj, you complete the hajj. And when you start the Umrah, that you complete the Umrah. Lillah, for the sake of Allah. Right? But so are the ibadat. It's always recommended for us when we start something to be able to, as our scholars say to us, so that see that you make your niyyah perfect. Your niyyah must be righteous so that you, when you start the thing, you go put in everything to be able to make, to, to, to come to the very, very end of those processes. Right? But what is Allah actually saying when Allah says وَأَتِمُّ الْحَجَّ وَالْعُمْرَةَ لِلَّهِ Allah wants us to understand of all the ibadat, even if you're fasting, when you start you need to come to an end. If you, if you start your, your uh, zakah, the process of zakah, you need to bring it to an end. If you start your salah, you need to from to an end. If you start in the processes of your kalima shahada, you need to be able to say that you live it from your beginning and to its end. So atamma yutimu obviously is something that needs, it calls for its application in everything. But why does Allah mention this in this occasion? It's simply because Allah wants us to understand the seriousness of this ibadah. And allow me, I am not going to want to make it more serious than what it is. I'm going to show you how serious is the seriousness of Allah. When Allah wants to make something absolutely serious, Allah puts certain terminologies there to say to us, it's not a walk in the park. It's you're not on a journey. You're not on a tour. You're not going to do what you want to do. It's not a, a, a by the way matter. It's an absolutely serious matter. And Allah says, I want you to realize the moment you start that, there's nothing that you can break this down. Nothing that can bring you to an end. But Allah paints the picture furthermore to let us understand the extent of that. And I don't think we're going to have the luxury of doing that right now. May Allah grant us khair and barakah. Allow me just two things to remind of the fact that, inshallah, on the 15th and the 16th, we have our excursion. And may every, uh, every one of us get ourselves ready. And if you are not ready for Hajj this year, but you want to go for the excursion, yes, marhaban and masalan. And if you are a person who wants to just develop your spirituality on an overall level, May Allah grant us, and in the excursion we'll be able to look at things of that nature. May Allah grant khair and barakah, inshallah. So we come to the end of our, 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 our session now. Allow me to ask of us all that we make to the final dua. A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Wal asr. Innal insana lafi husr. 